You're listening to Focus on the Bible. Welcome to the show, friends. I'm so glad today to tell you for a fact that God loves you just the way you are. God cares about you. And whatever it is right now that's pressing your heart, God knows about it and God cares for you. It's an amazing thing in the Bible that God just keeps showing up to reveal himself to plain old people. There's Adam way back in the garden. You remember this? God walking with his voice in the coolness of the evening. Adam was probably used to that. And then there is Moses, and God appeared to him in a burning bush. God, the God who holds the universe together, appearing to a man in a burning bush. It's kind of crazy. And there's Gideon. Remember where God appeared to him? At the threshing mill, where Gideon was afraid of those Midianites, and he actually was hidden out at the threshing floor when God found him and told him he was going to make him a military hero. Is that good? that good? Unexpected. It's awesome. God appearing to men. You remember he sent an angel to appear to a girl too. That girl was Mary. The angel appeared to shock her and tell her that she was going to give birth to the Messiah. <laughs> And there's God appearing in those angels at the shepherds at Bethlehem. You remember that night? Shocking. There's Jesus appearing to the four disciples of the twelve that he walked on the shore and found them right there at their everyday jobs, throwing the nets, catching the fish, And Jesus appeared to tell them, I'm going to make you to become fishers of men. Now back to Mary and that birth of Jesus Christ and that one angel appearing and then a host of angels to those shepherds to tell them not just that God is going to do something, but he's going to do something for all mankind. God just shows up for people. Now, David wonders about this. In Psalm 8, David is wondering, why is God mindful about man? Let's look at this. Psalm 8 now, in verse number 3 and 4. David says, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? So David is basically saying, God, when I look into the night sky and I see the moon and I see all those stars, what is man? I mean, compared to the moon and those trillions upon trillions of stars, we still haven't counted them. David says, why would man even be in your mind, God? Surely the Lord has bigger fish to fry, more important appointments to make. But no, David is wondering, why is God even thinking about man? Now, don't be thrown, friend, in verse 4 when he says, And the Son of Man, that thou visitest him, 
Son of man was a title that Jesus preferred. That means that Jesus as God is the offspring of humans. And that title of Jesus is not to be confused with Psalm 8 verse 4. David simply says, why are you thinking about man and the offspring of man, the son of man? When you have made the heavens with your fingers, that's a great question. But friend, it gets even better. Not only is God mindful about man, but how about those shepherds when the angels appear to tell those shepherds at Bethlehem that God is not just thinking of man, but God came down to man. Luke chapter 2. Now, here's the announcement of the angel, verse 10 and 11. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So it's one thing for David in Psalm 8 to wonder, God, when I look in the heavens, I just wonder, why would you, the maker of the heavens, even be mindful about man? But this will blow your mind what's happening in Luke chapter 2. Not only is God thinking about us, God is coming down to us, being born among us. God is here with us now in a human body to identify with us. In fact, John chapter 1 is a shocking truth in the Bible. John chapter 1 in verse number 14, here we go. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ is the express image of God, says the writer of Hebrews. He's the part of God that can be seen. And for the first time now, man looks on God in a human flesh at the manger in Bethlehem. And now John, the best friend of Jesus in time, writes to us the way this is, that Jesus is the Word. He's the eternal Word. He is God. He's the communication that God wants man to have. Because God is not just thinking about man. God wants to talk to man, and He talks through that Son. But get this word here. It says that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. This word dwelt It literally means tabernacled. In other words, God pitched his tent right alongside ours. God has come to the old campgrounds. In Jesus Christ, God pitched his tent right alongside ours in this fallen, broken world that we could see what God is like. And now John chapter 14, as Jesus nears the end of that earthly journey of his, catch what he tells these scaredy cat disciples who obviously are terrified that Jesus is leaving them and they're going to be alone again. Watch what he says in John 14 
and one through three. Here we go. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So this is where we take it up another notch. David wonders, why does God even think about us? The shepherds know God is not just thinking about us. God has come down to us and provided the Messiah, the Savior, in a human form. John lets us know, yeah, when God came down, He pitched His tent among us. He didn't just go to a throne room. He didn't just sit on a throne. He didn't just leave man out there on the outward edges of His thronely existence. Mm -mm, Pitched His tent right alongside us. We beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, says John. But now, of all things, Jesus lets us know, not only have I come down, but I'm going to come back again for you. And where I am, in the place that I've prepared for you for an eternal home, I'll take you and bring you home. How about that, friend? This is bigger and better all the time. There's coming a time when we will dwell with Him in an eternal abode that He's prepared for us. Now, a question needs to be asked. Are you going to have everlasting life with the God who's been mindful of us all along? And the God who cares about every detail of our lives right now? The God who walked in the garden with Adam, appeared to Moses in the burning bush, found Gideon on the threshing floor. This God who forever, in a wonderful way, haunts the affairs of man. Friend, I just want to speak right through this microphone to you. Want to look right into the eye of that camera and talk to people that I know care about God. To people who know about God, who welcome thoughts about God. But I want to ask you the greatest question of all. Are you going to be with God? Or has your church experience or your attempts to understand the Bible left you short of understanding precisely what it takes to be with God at the end of it all? Because that's the main thing. Nothing is more important than that. So I want to go to the Bible together, Romans chapter 3, and speak very plainly about this for you. You've gone to church, you've read your Bible, you've heard many people talk about God, and you're mindful of God. You think He's good, He's great, He's wonderful. You know there's a heaven and a hell. But friend, has all your knowledge left you short of the greatest knowledge of all, that you're certain that you'll be with God when it counts the most in the eternal state. Let's be clear about this. You and I are sinners. We've fallen short of God's glory. And we don't have a hope in ourselves to ever make it to God. I'm in Romans chapter 3 now. Verse 20, listen, friend, the Bible says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. You see, we're not going to obey enough things 
You can't obey your way to God. And this is what most religious people think and talk about, but it's just not true. And the Bible clearly reveals we are not going to be with God in the eternal state because we obeyed enough of the law to get ourselves in. That's false. It's a lie. Verse 21 says, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. That means it's made known a way that you and I sinners can be righteous in God's eyes. It's been made. And this way to be righteous in God's eyes for you and me, friend, has nothing to do with obeying the law. Because thank God, if it had to do with obeying the law, well, we're already broken. Because we broke ourselves against God's law. God made another way because He's mindful of us. He loves us and wants us to have a way to His eternal abode. Verse 22 says, Our way to righteousness is by faith. It's not by doing. It's by faith. Listen. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith, of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. Faith and believe mean the same thing. It means to trust or rely upon Him. The Bible is telling us, friend, that the only way for us to get to God is not by obeying. It's not by doing. It's not by being religious. It's by believing in Jesus. What does this mean? It means that the God who forever has had man on his mind has come down. He didn't only take a manger, friend. He took a cross. And there he took all your sin and mine and died to pay a death penalty. He gave capital punishment to satisfy his father. And it did. And God the Father raised God the Son from the dead. Listen, your sin is paid. Isn't it time you believed in the one who paid it for you? Verse 24 says, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It's a done deal, friend, if you'll rest your faith in Jesus. He's made the way wide open, a place for you in the eternal abode of God. Amen. This episode is a production of Focus Evangelistic Ministries Incorporated. For questions or comments about this episode or another biblical topic, You can write to us at Focus Ministries Incorporated, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, freddiecoyle.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E.org. We hope to see you again for next week's episode of Focus on the Bible.